We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an episode of the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, and today we're doing things a little different. Today's a locker room special. We did a locker room show today. I thought it was fun. I'm actually curious about what you guys feel about the audio. Hit me up on Twitter at MIA Heapbeat because uh, we changed some things. I got to use my microphone for the locker room session, so I should sound a lot better than when I do it on my phone, so would like to know how you guys feel. But, you know, we, we talked about um, the air exposure to Portland rumors and I, I thought it was an interesting conversation about how we value coaches and how we look at front offices and draft assets and, and what really matters in building a team. So, I, you know, we went a little long today. We went like 40-ish minutes, and I thought it was a good conversation. I had Jack Alfonso on, Alphonse Sidney, and Tiffany Meeks. So we had a, a little crew of Miami Heapy to talk about, I don't know, kind of the news of the day, you know. There was some reporting going on about the Blazers being interested in Spolstrom. We kind of talked through it, how we feel about it, how we feel about Spo, uh, the value of coaching, and, and kind of if that's even a possibility, and, and, and all that stuff. I thought it was a good conversation. Wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, so here we go. Without further ado, a little bonus episode of the Heat Beat Podcast. This is a Locker Room production. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What a... What a do, baby. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Let's go. Okay, I just tweeted out the um the little link. I am um it's going up on locker room. So if you're listening on locker, if you're listening on Patreon, uh, welcome to our uh, to our little locker room sessions. I think we're we're gonna settle in on a Tuesday Thursday uh, for these. Uh, we Jack and I wanted to kind of talk about the Spo to Portland stuff. Uh, Jack, that's kind of been like. It, it's always kind of been on the back burner. Like, I don't know. It, I feel like it comes up every once in a while. It, it's super weird. I don't know. It's kind of like, it was kind of like any time a player is like about to hit free agency. It's like kind of like Duran and DC. 
It's like, oh, you know, maybe maybe they want to go home. You know, we have uh, have work conditional ties in there. So I don't know. Thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about it and stuff like that. Uh, our own Christian Hernandez, who's done some reporting for us and has never been wrong, uh, mentioned today that you know he he talked to his people and uh, Eric Spolster is not in contact with the Blazers. So I and I I think that that falls in line with everything that has been reported about it by credible sources in Miami. I know Five Reasons uh, has kind of been in line with what kind of we've reported. So I don't know, Jack, it, it just kind of feels like this is always going to come up. I mean, Spoh's the best coach in the NBA. So I think naturally every team with the coaching vacancy is going to have them at the, t- have him at the top of their list. He's young. He's again, there's not another coach in the NBA that's better than him. He's from Portland. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, five reasons, basically, um, I mean, credit to them for kind of getting ahead of the aggregators, um, because I think, um, Ethan's been in this business long enough to know how this kind of get stuff gets aggregated, gets twisted around. And, you know, they made a point to say it's Portland interested in SPO, not necessarily the other way around. And, you know, I don't think Miami is the best place in the league to be as a coach. Like, I don't think they have incredible assets right now. I don't think they're wonderfully positioned going forward, but I mean, Spoh's been here since the start of his career. Um, They went to the finals last year. Uh, He has a relationship with the front office and clout with the front office where um, they're going to do whatever they can to keep him around. So, I wouldn't yeah. really worry about it unless, you know, you start seeing smoke from Spo's direction, really, because he's really given zero indication that he's at all unsatisfied with the way the Heat operate. Um, you know, if I were him, maybe I use this as leverage to to get Pat to, in the front office to stop giving up all the assets. I mean, he's, he's coaches want to win. I don't know if he cares about picks and everything. So uh, we're bringing he it. Cares about asset management, though. Like in the long term, I do think if Spo left the Heat, I think you would very quickly see the repercussions of Miami's poor asset management because the great coaching has covered up a lot of shortcomings, and that comes down to the development too. Spo's an incredible developmental coach. And it's covered a lot of the shortcomings of the Heat front office, where they just have not cared about getting young talent. And that's not true. I disagree with that. What do you mean? They just don't value draft picks. No, and I, Riley has said, uh, you know, you just need a draft pick every other year. They they have valued draft picks. They just value them differently. I mean, they're not interested in. I think that they, they know that. Less. They value them less because they, you know, they're oftentimes in win now mode. I mean, they they don't listen. The years that they were in the lottery, they had those picks, right? It's not, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oftentimes the picks they don't have are not, you know, they're never, they're never in the lottery and they, oh, well, fuck, they don't have their pick and they're in the lottery. It's never like that. And I, I do think that that's kind of overstated a bit about how like they don't care about young players or I think that they have a certain way of managing their assets for typically when teams are in win now mode. And I think that they have a good track record and they say, well, we can replenish our young player base by, you know, using the G league by our undrafted guys and by hitting on our late and, and middling first round picks, which I but think that they've done. Huh? Like, I don't think Jay rich. I think like you read stories about how Jay rich developed. And it's directly tied to Spoh's coaching, and I just and the don't G League because he, he came back that. a different person from when he during his time with Dan Craig. Sure, but I I also do think Spo is the core of kind of what they do culturally. So like if you're talking, but about I don't think Spo. Do think, you think Spo wants a team of young players? Spo wants to win. The coaches no, but like that. I also that. think even beyond picks, they haven't managed assets well, and that's kind of a detriment to. And Spo's been able to cover up for a lot of that, and it's not just. It's not just picks. It's also the fact that they have not given themselves much flexibility in the past five years to do anything worthwhile. And that, you know, Andy Ellisberg's good enough where they're able to pull stuff out of their ass sometimes, but um, they have not positioned this team in the way where if I'm a coach, I feel like, you know, 
if I'm Spo, I think I'm pulling a lot more weight than the front office is. And I, I think Pat gets a lot of appreciation. I know Heat fans love Spo, but I, I do think this this Heat organization is literally nothing without Spo. I think no, I don't dead, think you're the crazy. Top half of the league, you're crazy. Um, no, Spoh's I, the I, best I, I just in the NBA. Yeah, that's I, fine. I, I, I totally agree Pat with you. One of the five best GMs in the NBA. Pat's a really good GM, and he and even if GM, but even even if Spo wasn't here, they would not hire a fucking bozo. I think that they would hire. They would either like promote one of their own guys into a good position with good stability and, or they would find and get a guy, right? Like, and I think how many bad coaches, even before Spo, how many bad coaches have they had? They've always had good coaches. So I, I actually really sure. disagree with that. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm out on, I'm out on, I'm out on coaches, that. How many coaches in basketball are even a fifth as good as Spo is? Uh, no, that that's fair. I mean, I, I wouldn't say a fifth. I mean, I, I do think it matters, but I mean, he also got outcoached by Bud in a playoff series. So, like, let's not pretend. I don't think he that, got outcoached by Bud. I think I think that Bud was a lot more ready, and I and we talked about this on the pods. Well, I really he think had a lot better players. No, but I mean, I, I mean, Jack. I mean, they they very rarely went at the drop with the sets that were working. I think that they looked a little unprepared for that. I think they kind of went in to this series kind of expecting the same things that they were last series when they weren't getting the same kinds of matchups and switches that they were, especially from like those guard screens and, and really like they didn't have a lot of counters. I mean, they, 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 they made a couple moves kind of late into the series, but it, it was a little, it was too little too late. I listen, it's fine. I mean, it's, one of only like two or three series that I think Spo has been out coached in. And, and that's a great track record for him. So I, 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 it's not a big deal, but I mean, it's not like, you know, they, they wouldn't find another good quality guy. And I think that the organization always does their best to, uh, to, to get players that, you know, <laughs> that can compete. Sure. They're, they're a good organization. I don't think they're a bad organization. I think, I think a good coach compared to Spo is a huge drop off um, because I think Spo is, again, the best coach in the NBA. Um, I think I, somebody said, I'm acting like this isn't a completely symbiotic relationship between Spo and the front office. I do think it's a complete symbiotic relationship. I also think in the past decade, Spo has been pulling his weight way more than the front office has. Is that fair to say? At the very least, Spo has been incredible over the past 10 years. And I don't think the front office has been incredible over the past 10 years. They got Jimmy Butler. They got Jimmy Butler for nothing. Because they had nothing. Because they set themselves up with nothing. Oh, you had nothing and you gave up nothing for Jimmy Butler. And that's kind of the situation that they always... The past 10 years, somebody's saying front office got him LeBron James. That's why I said past ten years. That was twelve. No, that, yeah, I, I'm sorry. The the Luol Dang signing was really good for them. The 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 front office hit on a lot of draft picks. They hit on a lot of kind of marginal signings. Uh, they you know, good. No, been, I I think I think you're office. unfair. I think that you you just I and I I don't like totally disagree with you that obviously like Spolster is the more important part to the organization. But I always think that you kind of sell Riley short. And you think you sell the front office short. And I, I understand the criticisms and I, I think it's valid. But to say that, like, it's just a total inequity, that's not true. And, and Jack, I think we know that Eric Spolstra is in the decision room as well. It's not like it's like, oh, poor Eric Spolstra doesn't have a say. We know that that's not true. We know that it's Riley, Andy Ellisberg, Eric Spolstra. Nick Harrison, Mickey, like there is a, a think tank of people that are making these decisions. So it's not like Eric has no voice in the organization. Oh, poor Eric. You know, th- that's not fair either. Eric's there. Eric has a say. He is a prominent voice. And we, I think we have enough information on the organization to know that, hey, listen, they, 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 when you're in that, that room, your voice counts and they do things by committee. Dan Levitard has talked about this a, a lot. I mean, I, I disagree with what you're saying. That's a bit. what I said up top. I said, uh, that's why I don't think Spo ever leaves is because he does have clout within this organization. And again, I'm not saying the front office is bad. I'm just saying they've had some really great off seasons and they've had some, some of the worst off seasons that an NBA team has had in the past 10 years. 
I would say the 2016 offseason, um, when people around the NBA talk about bad offseasons, that's what they talk about. And this offseason was not good either. I think the mid-season things are. Totally they've been fair. very good, I, and they've done you know, great things like getting Jimmy Butler. And, I mean, that's what Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg do. Um, and they've drafted well. Um, I, the precious pick is yet to be seen whether that's a good pick. Um, but, I mean, even if that's a miss, on the whole, they've been a very good drafting team. I don't think this is a bad front office. What I'm saying is Spo has been, I would say, a top five coach every year of the past decade. I don't think that he'd have been a top five front office every year of the past decade. Yeah, but I mean, if they're not a, a, a top five front office, maybe they're they're six or seven, right? So it's like, again. In I, 2016, I, were they top 10? They were really bro. That that's was, one. That's one or two bad off seasons okay, in a twenty many, year. In a twenty year, what the, what are you talking about? Like that's so unfair. Of that, the Spo have. Eric hasn't been here for twenty years. What the fuck are you talking? Eric hasn't been here for twenty years. I'm talking about the last decade. Spo's been what, really what? great. What's up, Alf? What's up, Tiff? What's hey up, guys. Man? I think what ha- I think what happened is Jack went. Wait, are you a first time caller on a long time oh, listener? Sorry, first- First time caller, long time listener. Okay, um, I think Jack now. went a little hyperbolic with this. This <laughs> this this t- this organization is nothing without Spo. Um, yeah, Spo is uh, maybe the most valuable person in the organization right now. Uh, Outside of Bam and Jim, I don't even know. I mean, I, I would say they're more valuable. He's more valuable than both of those guys. I just while we're doing the Brad Stevens thing again. With, no, not, no, not necessarily. But I, okay, let's say. Uh, the, the only other person in this organization that can get a first round pick from another franchise is probably Bam. Is that right or wrong? No, Jimmy will get right. you. Jimmy will get you three firsts. At you least. Think so? Drew Holiday went for three firsts. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. I forgot. I forgot. People. I think Spo would get you three firsts pretty easily too. But what? Like, but the the thing that Jack is doing that I find fun. Like I, you guys know, I love Spo. And, you know, I love the Heat. I love Pat. I love everybody. But I've been really hard on the front office for this offseason um, because it was bad. But one thing I think that's interesting that Jack is doing with Spo, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, Gianni, like we're giving him a complete pass on the offseason moves. And then on the other side of it, we give him credit whenever these moves work out because, like, all, all he's constantly taking is – you know, uh, chicken shit and making chicken salad out of it. But if if we're going to give him all this credit and we're going to say that he does have influence in offseason moves and front office moves and trades and signings and all this stuff, then we have to give him some of the blame. Like, he does not just right. make the good moves sure. and then doesn't make any of the bad moves. Like, right. he he is part of this whole, uh, like, like, uh, like Johnny was saying, this brain trust. And if he's okay. part of it, then he deserves some of the blame. Okay, I, I want, I want, pass. yeah. Go ahead, Tiff. No, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Jack. I'll let you. I'll let you expound upon because yeah. I just came in late. So go ahead and expound upon. What I just want to because Alf said Alf was right. Definitely started off hot, hyperbolic. Then <laughs> it's been one of those days. Um, that doesn't sound like me, but that's that's what happened. Um, what I am more so saying is. I do not think there's a quick recovery to lose losing Spo. I do not think the organization um, is able is going to be able to just like oh you know next man up you know is slight a slight downgrade but we'll keep it moving. I do think Spo is pretty much the core of what they do as an organization. And yeah, I I mean I have problems with both what seem to be elements of his scheme this past two these past two seasons. And also, you know, with the front office decision-making, which, you know, like we said, he's a part of. He's definitely not exempt from any blame, and he's not perfect. But I do think, you know, you could lose Pat tomorrow, and I don't think that's that nearly – I don't think that's one-tenth as big of a loss as losing Spell. Tiff? I, I, I agree with that. I, I do think Spell is more valuable than, honestly, than any of those players. Um, but, uh, hey, I mean, realistically, like everybody, obviously, it looks like want to trade Bam for Luca. So let let Spo coach Luca. But but you can't tra- you can't trade Spo for Luca. The Mavs no, would hang up uh, on you. No. Well, listen, but listen to but but the reality is though, 
You don't think Spo was nodding his head when they were like, all right, we got two nickels. Let's go get Avery Bradley. I mean, I'm sure he said, all right, let's see what we yeah. can do. But you know what? He no, but Tiff, hold on. But that's not fair because he's also in the room and it's like, we're we're giving two nickels because we want a chance at Giannis. Like, it's not right, like Eric. I mean, I, I, again, Eric's making those decisions, right? It's not, yeah. oh, poor Eric. Pat wanted Giannis. Motherfuckers but in the room. Not his responsibility at the end of the day. Right. That's you know he's in the room, but he, it's he, not gets, his. he gets a say. He gets a say, but it's not his share. He gets a say. I'm, I'm assuming, but at the end of the day, his say is just about as much as you have in your house, G. Like that's just what it is. He has a say. At the end of the day, he's not making the final decision. Also, he had two nickels. Okay, but, like, we got to stop with this hole because they were getting Giannis. That's done. They didn't get him. They wasn't getting him. He ain't coming. They made sh- shitty moves. It's okay. It's okay to – Yeah, that's okay. About, it's okay to be exact about all these things and also say Spo is culpable for not maybe changing the scheme, but mm-hmm. yet he, had, he also kind of – how was he going to change the scheme when he had what he had? So it, it's a dual argument. Like, yeah, we don't want Duncan running a million miles, but yet we don't have nobody else. No, I, I and listen, I think Spo had a good coaching season. Like, I, I'm not the one on the timeline, like, saying otherwise. I, I just, what I push back on is, you know, oh, poor Eric Spolstra, look what they gave him. I mean, that, that I, I don't. Uh, like I think Eric like juicing a top ten defense out of this group is absolutely incredible. And again, I think he's the best coach in the league. I don't I don't disagree that Eric is more important to the team's success than, than Riley. I'm not arguing against that. Right where I where I push back is when I guess it's just the degrees. I'm like he's not one eighth as valuable as Riley. And also like the players are more important than Spo. Like Jimmy and Bam are more important to the success than Eric Spolster because if they get fucking Steve Clifford in here who's unemployed, they'd still be a really fucking good team and they would be competing for conference that. titles. Uh, yeah, no. I don't agree with that at all. Well, you think that if they have Steve Clifford that, that they're not also not going to have a top 10 defense? I mean, I, like I don't agree with that. I, I don't <laughs> even know who Steve Clifford is. He's not, a, he's not a fucking bozo. He's a good coach. I mean, there there's who's good Steve coaches. He was a great coach. He was a, he was a coach of the Orlando Magic and the Hornets. Oh, okay. 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 I yeah. know. I know. Yeah. I the, think the, the fat white guy who's kind of pink. To attempt rephrasing this question one more time, I guess the question would be, I can count a a number of seasons where Spo overperformed given what the front office did for him. I don't know how many seasons are there, maybe one, I think, where the front office gave him something and he underperformed with it. I think maybe 2000, like the first big three year, you could argue. That wasn't his fault. And, that and that, yeah, his- he was in over his head too. That's not totally a fair. But you, you know. could argue, you would argue that the front office did a better job in that off season than Spo did um, in his season. Other than that, I think you have plenty of other examples of the front office giving him less to work with. And again, he's in the room for that. We get that. And him, you know, vastly overperforming expectations with a backcourt of Dion Waiters and et cetera. So yep. I'm confused. Is there a timeline question that's saying, should we fall slow? Is this where we are? No, 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 no. I mean, this is a conversation, honestly. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose not leaving and, um, you know, Pat's not leaving either. You know, there's just a lot of hub above on the timeline about kind of oh, a lot of what hub above. That's a that's a that's that's a brand of bubblegum. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of uh I don't I don't want to say a lot of noise. Yeah, hubba baloo. There's a lot of uh, you know, whispers. I, I just want, hey guys, long, first time, long time. Mm, I just wanted to say that uh Dwayne's last year I did feel like Spo underperformed and that team could have made the playoffs. I'll hang up and listen. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And that, that's kind of a push here because, I mean, they didn't really – I think that was the worst incarnation of, of the, the four kind of the, the three teams that, that were practically identical. Um, and it's hard. And, you know, it, it's hard. And, and a lot of those guys were just done being here, right? Dion and, and JJ and all, everybody was kind of over it. So uh, that's – that's that they're co- they're both culpable. And, and I, Jack, I generally agree with you. Um, 
Spo is more valuable than the front office. Uh, they have oftentimes not done the best for him. And, and I think the Heat have been more of a, a a home run team, right? They don't they don't take a lot of swings. And, and if they swing, they miss big, right? You know, KD, Gordon Hayward, all that stuff. And sometimes they connect and they hit home runs and they, you know, get Jimmy Duncan Robinson and, and get Spo Duncan and Jimmy and Tyler. Like they give them like, okay, here's this new toy. And it's kind of all or nothing with them. And I think that that just kind of makes it kind of what you're saying that a lot of the time they're just signing dudes to, you know, uh, on the margins and seeing what sticks. And then when it sticks, it really right. fucking sticks. So I, I get what you're saying. Right. Well, you know what? To be perfectly honest, this whole like spoiled this and front office, this and that. I mean, we're going to find out this summer just what everybody's made of. Yeah. Like this is the telling time this time right now that's about to come upon us, that's the telling sign of what the front office is made of. That's the that's going to let us yeah. know if they're going to want Spo to make sugar out of shit. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't doubt that they're going to try. This offseason is going to no, be I different. They, no, I think they are, but we're, but I'm saying we're just vacillating back and forth where it's like, well, we're going to have the, we're, we're really going to have the show and tell in front of us in a couple of months. Yeah, I think the best thing that you can say about the front office is that they rarely lose twice in a row. And they lose plenty. Um, Like you said, gee, they swing big and they miss big a lot. And that's part of the game. But I don't think they lose twice in a row. I don't think there are any big moves to make. Um, You know, I don't know if Dame is in the picture. Um, But I don't think you'll get another Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless offseason. And, you know, as much as we can talk about the Heat, front office and you know i was the starter of this criticism if portland's the other team in question you know Olshi's not doing anything for you know that like portland's not an organization that's a step up in any way um no, you know no, they, that's, they that's certainly not have not done anything impressive well it's not even a lateral move yeah it's, it's literally not a lateral move like that's an i I don't even I I don't even think he would even consider it, especially with. And let's no. be honest, like they got Dame and like everybody else. So you're you're gonna like have to scrap ten times as harder with Dame in the West. Why would you do that? And Dame, you know, I Dame's great, and I think Dame would be the best player on yeah. the Heat. But like, but not by so he much to- that he's not better than Bam and Jimmy combined. You know. Well, I also just think that it's different levels to it. Like, Dame is an incredible offensive player. That's what you got, an incredible offensive player. Now, if he played alongside Jimmy and Bam, now you're cooking with gas. But if you're just in the work of you're trying to, like, unload the the, the kitchen cabinet to to get Dame, then you're what? You're taking a step back. Because he's an offensive talent, and you're damn sure as well giving up Bam in that deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jeremy um, just said in the chat, Spo for Dame, who says no? I mean, I do think I do think Portland does that deal. If, Why would if it Portland like do Dame, that? Portland would not do that deal. If it Please. looks like Dame's not super happy. Um, no. Why would you? If you're going to trade Dame, you trade him for stuff, not a coach. If you can get the best coach in the NBA, I think no. that sets you up better than no. any pick. You trade for picks and you start rebuilding. No, I, I disagree with you 100%. Rebuilding with what, though? Spo is a core rebuilding piece. No, you... Spo, gives you, Spo is an incredible developmental coach. That's fine. You need the picks because you don't... They Spo are better than Pop. But fuck out of here. Sorry. They Spo don't have... They Pop. don't... Jack, no, I, 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 you need... If you are replenishing your organization after a loss like that, you strip it down and you get picks. You find a young coach and you try to develop... You can't just bring Spo in there and Spo is a guy who's going to want... Spo, you, th- you think Spo is going to stick around for a rebuild job? No, I don't think any of these things are realistic. No, I yeah, but I'm saying that like... you, d- But I'm if, if you I'm don't do that deal if you're Portland... I mean, probably not realistically, but I'm saying, like, I don't know if having three first-round picks... No, you would not get three first... You would get five first-round picks for Damian Lillard. Sure. Okay, fine. Five first-round picks, and you're gambling on... Plus pick swaps. Plus pick swaps. 
with Steve Clifford. Let's say with Steve Clifford. Yeah, but you don't need a good coach for another five years. You just need yeah, developmental you do. You coach. You got to develop the picks. Yeah, but you, Steve Clifford can do that. You can get a guy in there to I help develop. Was. The I Sixers had Brett Brown doing it. Like, what are you talking about? The Raptors had Dwayne. The Raptors had Dwayne Casey doing picks. it. The Warriors had Mark Jackson doing it. You'll find a guy. I mean, if you have, you'll find a guy. Like you're being like you. You are overvaluing. You are you are overvaluing a coach over actual physical assets to replenish your team. I, I totally I think disagree. If Bo was in for Brett Brown during that Sixers, <laughs> I think the Sixers already have a title if Bo was in for Brett Brown. Do you think he um, did a good job developing those players? The only players who managed to get any good were the ones who were already really great and did not need any development, which was Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And there's ben a lot Simmons of players. Not- there's a lot of players that left Philadelphia that got worse, like Robert Covington, and there's, there's other dudes that have walked out the door and haven't been as good. So, sure. Yeah, Chad's saying you're players. talking about Spo the way that Celtic fans talked about Brad Stevens. Like okay, we can love Eric. He's a multi-time champion and is actually the best coach in the NBA. So it's yeah, but and like, that that that's fine. He also he. Yeah, and, and and Frank Vogel was a punchline, and he won a title. Like you can get Frank Vogel was like the Lakers' seventh choice as head coach, right? And as long as you get talent, you know you can you you yeah, can you figure can out LeBron and Anthony Davis, sure. Yes, and and that's what that's what take that's what wins titles, no, not Eric Spoelstra. Eric Spoelstra won with LeBron, LeBron James and, and Dwayne Wade. So like, what are we what are we doing? Like talent wins in this league more than coaching does. Coaching is the mar- how you win in the margins. Ty Lue has a sure. ring. Well, Ty, Ty Lue's a good coach. Like, like if you guys talk shit about Ty Lue. Ty Lue's a really good coach. Like, fuck out. Like, stop slandering poor Ty Lue. Yeah, I, I'm just how you win. I just I I do not discount the. I don't either. Of a good developmental coach. I don't is, either. As you, someone who wanted to fire Nate McMillan, yes, Nate McMillan's a fine coach. Yeah, fine coach. Not not a playoff coach. Okay, but what was the point of? What do you mean not a playoff coach? They're almost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, in spite of in spite of him. Team, with a team that's not like tremendously is way out talented by the other side. Like <laughs> this is one of those things where I, I don't feel like you can be like, oh, like coaches are a dime a dozen, it doesn't really matter. And then be like, oh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that talent's more important than than that. Sure, but then why did you want to fire Nate McMillan off the Pacers when it was clearly a talent issue? Well, I mean, I didn't say the fire him. What I what I did say was people acting like it was the greatest travesty travesty ever was the issue. I didn't say that they should fire him. I, I, I just I think I don't think anybody was ask, acting like it was a yes they were biggest travesty. Ever. Yes, I think were. people were saying that black coaches have a significantly shorter leash in this league. Which they, no, they were saying how can Nate? Provable. Yes, absolutely, that was being said. And also, oh, but Nate's such a good coach. Look he what he did coach. with this Pacer team. This is just wow. And I'm like, eh, perfectly reasonable firing. I mean, I that's guess. all I was saying. It, it's a reasonable firing in the sense that. Like anybody can be fired at any time. He didn't deserve to be fired. I don't think he deserved to be fired, but I don't think it's some sort of crime that he, they tried. They went with somebody else who was uh, kind of a lot worse, a, a different idea person. I mean, that was not a bad hire. A worse idea. It was a yeah, a worse idea. They went. But you try stuff. Of, they went with a person of a different hue, and it didn't work out for him. Nope. <laughs> they went with an offensive coach. Try to get more out of the Brogdon. <laughs> Uh, Sabonis, right? That Nate's more of a defensive coach, so I, yeah, I don't. Their offense I, was stellar this year. Yeah, their offense sucked. No, but I'm just saying. I mean, you're you're not going to hit every time. But I, I guess the the bigger point is, and and the reason why we start talking about this is that if you're trading Damian Lillard, you 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 trade him for picks, not for a coach. You get a hall of draft picks, not a coach that's probably going to leave in four years because sure, he's not going to want to stay also, for your rebuild job. I'm also of the belief that if you don't get the coach, it really doesn't matter. How many picks you get? I mean, obviously, there's a certain level of picks where it doesn't, you know, you can get a LeBron. Frank Vogel just won a title. Ty Lue just won a title. Those are, they have the greatest player of all Le- time. On so that. did Eric Spolstra. Okay, and then he went to the finals again last year with tons of people. Yeah, that's fu- Ty Lue went to the finals. Steve and Kerr went to the finals. To look at the rim. I don't even know if Steve Kerr's a good coach. <laughs> he went to the finals. Nick Nurse went to the finals and they the Raptors picked him out of thin air and won a title. 
these are good coaches that you're. Yes, mentioning. there are good coaches, and there's a lot of good coaches. Eric's not the only good coach, and you don't have no, to give up your superstar is, player to get one. Is my point? Sure. What I'm saying is, I don't think <laughs> Portland's going to find any success unless they get a coach. Like I, I, I think Terry Stotts is. I think Terry Stotts was a good enough coach. They, that sure. team wasn't. I don't they, think they should have fired Terry Stotts either. Yeah, Neil O'Shea is not. You know what I mean? Like if 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 Terry Stotts got to have uh, had a if there was a real second option on that team that played defense, maybe we're talking something else. If, if CJ was someone else, but he's also not. they didn't fire Terry Stotts. Mutually parted ways. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, of course. He get another guys. job. I, all right, guys. I'm gonna mutually uh, part ways. Yeah, Tiff Mucci's party ways. Yeah, this is the Jack, Jack and I got. Us. Yeah, the tiff, no, tiff. I just never, about I the just dumbest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> I got to put my groceries away, guys. Take care, Tiff. <laughs> Bye, guys. Yeah. Are you guys? I don't see any speaker requests. I keep getting a notification, but it's not working. I think the app's bugging. So if you guys have given speaker requests, <laughs> I think the app's just... bugging. Nobody wants to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, because it comes up. Like I, I see, my, I, I think my Twitter DMs are broken. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody ever answers me. My Twitter DMs are. In there, so I, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you ever get uh Do you ever get asked by bots? Like I get the bot hello all the time. Yeah, I've had my identity stolen five times this year just by by my different girlfriends who ask me. For oh, there we go. It works. It, was, it is working. What's up, Dave? What's, What's up, up Dave? guys? Don't yell at me. <laughs> I, oh, I really want to though, Jack. Look, I know I'm being stupid, but. I mean, like, I guess when it comes down to it, this conversation is about what the value of a coach is versus the value of superstars versus, you know, other other things up and down your organization. And, yeah, I I mean, I got to agree that, you know, the best coach isn't going to give you what the best player does. That's obvious. I agree with that. So and, you know, obviously, I mean, I've been listening for a while and the conversations kind of bounced all over the place. But, yeah, I mean. Spoh's not leaving. This is a dumb. The whole thing dumb. seems really dumb. It's called content curation, it David. Dumb. It's very dumb. You know, we have to do a locker room and we settle on this one. Oh gosh, I mean, it was no. fun. I'm having fun. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it's a spirited real. conversation, and, and I think what we glean from it is is we kind of take away. Yeah, I think we should just agree that Spo is very good. He's had better years, and he's had some worse years. I'm not going to. Like, I don't fully I'm not fully on board that, like, you know, and I guess Jack has kind of walked it back already that it's not like Spo has been carrying the Miami Heat for the past 10, 11 years. And, you know, you know, if we're going to cut it off at the past decade, which is an arbitrary thing to do, because he's only been coaching here for like, what, 13, 14 years at this point. Well, I'm cutting it off right after the greatest front office move in yeah the front uh, office moves. if you arbitrarily take your time frame to, <laughs> to, to, to right cherry pick. and the shack move ever. too right because the, the the shack move was great and then the yeah. move where he but riley orchestrated this fucking giant ridiculous trade oh also also the thing i don't i, I i'm wondering and i don't think we could possibly know this is how many of those acquisitions are based off of Spoke going, okay, this is the kind of scheme I want to run. Can you get me instead of, you know, instead of going, hey, you know, we need a big man. We need uh, a point guard. You're like, okay, you know what? Give me Mo Harkless. Let's go get Trevor Ariza. You know, we'll keep Andre Iguodala on this roster and just kind of going from there, you know, maybe is Spo kind of making, you know, saying to the front office, this is the kind of players I want and I'll make it work versus is Spo just getting tossed the roster and saying, okay, go, go win. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. So, um, but, and Jack, I'll let you go in a second. Like if you, I think one of the coolest things to look at is the Miami heat dribble handoff, possessions a game like for like for the last five years or whatever and you see how it kind of goes up as Spo right and they were a heavy before they kind of got Olenek and Bam and everything they were a really heavy high pick and roll team pound the ball more isolations more pick and rolls because it kind of suited the roster more you had Dragic and Wade Dwayne even still at his age was a great pick and roll player even the first Dion year you know Dion was a good pick and roll player that year and you could see how the shift kind of started after Hassan was losing his minutes to Bam and Olenek was kind of more important to what they were doing they were 
playing more dribble handoff stuff with their shooters with Ellington and everything. And I think, I think it's a little bit of both. I do think that Eric is good enough that he can, they give him stuff or the heat kind of see what they can get, you know, when they shop and then Eric makes it work. And I, I don't know the way Eric, I think we know that Eric wants to be as flexible as possible in his positional kind of players, right? He, he doesn't want to play like traditional basketball. He loves inverted sets, right? That's kind of Spose Mo and motion. That's what he likes. And then everything else around it, how they trigger the sets is kind of player dependent. Yeah. Uh, let me, I'll, I'll try for the 50th time to walk back some of what I said and rephrase it. <laughs> I guess my point so more so where with Spo hypothetically going to Portland, which again is never going to happen. So dumb conversation. And the organization not being able to recover it for, from it super well is, I do not think Spo is a really good coach. I think he's one of the best coaches to ever coach in the NBA. And I think there are numbers that bear that out. And I think some of the flexibility you mentioned is part of, you know, what makes him one of the greatest coaches in the NBA is that I think he can really give him whatever you want and he's going to adapt to it. Um, he's incredibly adaptable. He's still incredibly young for an NBA coach. Um, you know, somebody said Popovich um, when I said Pope, Spo is the best coach in the NBA. I think Spo is better than Popovich right now. Um, but even if not, Popovich is out the out the door in like five years. Spo has, you know, twenty plus years of coaching left if he wants to. You know, so I, I do think that's more so where my argument lies is that Spo is not Brad Stevens. Spo is not Mike Malone, who are both very good coaches and I like a lot. I do think Spo is. On Better. another level, his name's Michael Malone, Jack. Mike, <laughs> old Mikey Malone. Mikey, Mikey Malone. Mikey. Did you see how mad he got? I love him. I love Mike Malone. No, but he got mad when they called him Mike Malone. He said Michael, like very firmly. And I think he even apologized. Okay, but Mikey is a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> um. You yeah, man. Something real. Before we okay, well, let, let's get uh, the thanks, Dave. By the way, because we're we're gonna we're gonna head out soon. We appreciate you as always, buddy. No problem. Thank you. Uh, let's get Curtis in here, and then let's uh, let's start heading out because uh, we're we're running on time. What's up, Curtis? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that if a team were to offer, you know, like multiple first round picks for Spolstra, I think you you should even consider it if Spolstra wanted to go. Uh, I think, you know, he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, but I also think that coaching is not as important in the NBA as, say, you know, uh, schemes and systems in the NFL. And so, you know, I would be even open to it if, you know, it was a right time for a transition and if we got enough assets back. I always want to plant this question real quick. It's a little unrelated, but the news also dropped today that the Heat were interested. This was from uh, Five Reason Sports. We're interested in everyone's favorite player, uh, uh, Drummond. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. And so uh, very curious, uh, you know, if we were to get him. That's a lie. I, I refuse to believe it. I <laughs> let's say you know mid-level or even cheaper uh you know it, would you would you want him coming in for like you know 20 minutes a night to give you no. extra rebounding and whatever else he brings no i think and Jack, i think deadman is significantly better um so why not just re-sign deadman um and then i also think with a guy like drummond and with he, the miami scouting department you'll you could find an undrafted player who's going to give you more than Drummond's going to give you. I don't like Drummond as a player. I'm sorry. I, I know that's not like the most controversial take, but yeah, Mr. Deadman is, has been very good for them. And I don't know why you would, I don't know why you would want Drummond. Like what has he done to, is that a crazy take G that, that Deadman's a lot better than Drummond right now? Deadman is, Deadman will a come cheaper B is a veteran that you know will bring the right attitude to the locker room. Deadman is a person who wants to be here, who is the only person in his fucking exit interview that talked about next season with the Heat in the future. Deadman's a dude that provides us so much fucking content that if he leaves, we're fucked. Uh, Mr. For- Drummond's Garage is, just sounds like an 80s sitcom. 
No, I mean, well, if Drummond's here, I'll, all we're going to do is make fun of him, right? We're just, what we're going to do is pivot from having like fun with Deadman to like being mean to Drummond, right? Exactly. Oh, by the way, I first time, long time. Drummond as yeah. a guy. I have, the, a, I, have a, I have a serious problem with something you said earlier, G. Okay. Um, you said okay. one of the coolest to look at was dribble handoff numbers. And that yeah. might be the least cool thing in the world to no. look at. It, it's, um, it's absolutely one of the worst things. Yeah, that's um, that might Not be the one of the cooler numbers. Look at. No, it's yeah. it's really no, and and and, I'll, and there have been points where I just I just scrolling through NBA.com slash stats, and I'm just filtering year by year and how many handoff possessions that he'd have per 100 possessions. Well, I think that's sad, and I think you should talk to somebody about that, and don't call honestly, it the coolest thing in the world. No, yeah, and that's listen, and that's why I'm here doing a locker room at 5:20 in front of my computer as I edit some graphics for Heapy. That's this is the life I chose. That's right. Can we get right, one guys. last serious question? <laughs> okay, like, then we gotta go. Related to the Spo Portland stuff, because silly conversation that didn't need to be in the entire episode. What was the thing you wanted to say? What me? Yeah. No, I was just trying to field one from the audience, and then. Oh no! Okay, because we got, okay. Uh, let's get Smeathan in here, and then we're heading out. Smeathan, what's up, man? I'm down, G. You don't have any, anywhere to go. Um, so I'm no, gonna no bring way. up the thing real quick. I think you're both kind of wrong on this because you said that Spo wouldn't be interested in rebuilding Portland without Dame. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think he wouldn't because it's he's gonna get the what is it the basketball ops, so he'll get control. He'll basically build the franchise from the ground up. I Are they still that. handing positions like those out? Wasn't Stan like the last one and it went so bad that they're like, yeah, never mind. We shouldn't do this anymore. I think suppose one of the spoke. few guys you give that job to. You're not even good with Brad. Sorry? No, that would be the only way they get Spo is to, all, is to say, hey, you're going to be the coach, but you're also going to be running things. Yeah, and I, I kind of think that that's why it's important like that the Heat do weigh his decisions. I, I don't think – I think they've learned a lot especially from the Dwayne thing and everything. But I, I think that they're good at taking care of their people, especially the people that are in suits, right? More so than the guys in, in shorts and a uniform. So I, I think that they know, I think that they know not to piss off Spo. I think that he has adequate decision-making. Again, not reporting. It's just kind of conjecture and shit. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, if, if the, the thing, the way to get him over there is to offer him basketball ops plus coaching job, lot of money rebuilding a franchise that might be important to him maybe that's the way um but you know i don't know i don't and, think uh, two quick things. So, jack, but, jack you brought up that the heat don't have back-to-back bad all seasons you're wrong 2016 was hassan and tyler 2017 was jj and dion that's did I true say never i think i said he i i, I rarely I, I think i meant to say and I think I meant to say a lot of things more correctly than I said today. Um, I, Just like because it's very. I think no, but hold on. Bouncing back and learning from his mistakes, and then also correcting holes that he digs himself. I would love if he digged himself. Like I, I would love if they were just got out of the habit of digging themselves holes. But they are very good at getting themselves out of it. They were in a hole, and then they got Jimmy Butler. Um, so. I, I guess that's more so my point is that I do trust them to course correct whenever they do screw up um, at some point. Um, but yeah, you got me there. That is true. They're good at that. You, you guys say they're good at that, which they are, but this is going to be a question asked until the end of time. How much of that has to do with Dwayne? How much of that has to do with Riley and the end front office? Because the two times that Dwayne had nothing to do with this last off season, which we all know was shit. And the couple off seasons, because I'm giving him credit for Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't come. Yeah, he gets credit for Jimmy. So though that gap when he left, that was shit off seasons. So we've had three examples without Dwayne factoring in. That they've had some pretty bad off seasons. I don't think it's just Dwayne for Jimmy. And the and I'll say this: I know that Dwayne talked a lot about the Heat way when he was in Chicago, right? To the point that it became like memes, right? And all he did in press conferences was talk about the heat. And, and he, even Jimmy said, and all you fucking do is talk about this, this group, the heat way is something that has been installed and kind of uh, cultured and, and, and nurtured by Pat. Right. So the idea of, well, Dwayne 
helped close, right? Maybe Riley's not the closer, but the reason why Jimmy wanted to be here was because of the the way that the Heat run their organization, right? And I, I do think that that is a Pat thing, and it's a Dwayne thing. Because listen, those banners up there—I mean, to to justify your culture, you need you need parades and confetti and champagne and rings and and Dwayne absolutely delivered on that. He delivered on on Riley's culture and I I do think it's a takes two to tango, Jack. I don't know how much you agree with it, but I I do think it's both of them. I could tango just by myself. You're a badass. I miss dancing. Oh god. COVID's <laughs> We're all vaccinated, baby. We're ready to head back out there. Um we may post this to the main pod feed. I thought this was a lot of fun. Usually we just post them to Patreon. We went really long today and uh, I don't know. I had fun. So maybe I'll post this in the main pod feed as a little bonus episode. Uh, there's also a hangover time tonight. So make sure you tune into hangover time after the Bucks Nets game. So uh, we ran a poll and everybody wanted a post game. So we're doing a post game post game show Bucks Nets. Uh, there will be slander either way. You know that Alf and Tiff are coming with the jokes. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Twitch.tv slash MIA Heapy. We have a Miami Heapy podcast. I'm going to announce it now. We're having Rohan Ned Cardion to talk about his piece on Dwayne Wade, the cube and, and everything. It's a great piece on, on, on SI.com. Rohan's going to come to talk about it. We're going to have a great time, hangover time tonight, and then a hangover time at Drip Drop Friday. And, and we are also going to have another giveaway tonight on hangover time. Uh, we're, we're doing a pride giveaway all month long. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We're going to kind of post it's it, This one's a big, there's like five prizes that we're giving away tonight on hangover time. So you're going to want to tune in. Uh, I, you know, listen, there may be a Coach Bud interview chat's asking. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Hangover time and all the other stuff. We love y'all. Thanks for supporting everything that we do. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.